The following presentation is brought to you by the KMmedia.pro network. Each channel is created to provide highly engaging and fascinating content presented in an entertaining light just for you. Please visit www.kmmedia.pro for complete information. Now, stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our mission is to bring to you the best, most uplifting content heard anywhere. Great guests, interesting topics and ideas presented with a fun, entertaining style. Please join me, Kevin McDonald, and my friends as we bring new thoughts, terrific people, and creative ideas directly to you. Please join us right now for Positive Talk Radio. Welcome to My Independence Report, which is a offshoot of Positive Talk Radio on a Monday morning. Uh, welcome, Benny. How are you today, young man? Hi there, Kevin. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. You know, I've always thought that you were a strikingly good-looking young Why well, just you stop it? You stop it right now. Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> Have you ever thought about, you know, like, I don't know, being a male model? No, I have not, but I do love Zoolander. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. <laughs> well, you know, as, being a model I, has its ups and it has its downs. Mm -hmm. and, and the uh, young lady that we're going to talk to today, her name is Maddie Fogg. She is from Australia. She is a, you, have, you may not know her name, but you certainly probably know her face. She is a uh, fashion model. Uh, she's done all kinds of work, and she's um, from Australia, so she's not from around these parts. So, so we're going to introduce uh, uh, Maddie right now, who's calling in from. I. It's so sad. You know, you'd think you could find a better place than Hawaii to be. Travis. Um, yeah, seriously, <laughs> just travesty. So, so Maddie, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. We're so happy to have you. It's it is uh, um, it's it's great to talk to you. We've talked a little bit before, and uh, you are an enchanting young lady. And, <laughs> thank uh, have, you. Have worked very hard at, at your craft and what you do. And uh, I just thought it would be fun to have you on because you know we don't get we get to look at pictures of models and what they and and the runway and the different things that you do but we don't get the chance to talk to you to find out the nuts and bolts of what it's really like to be a fashion model in this day and age and uh in case any of the folks out there would like to uh um find out what what all of that's about so first you are from australia what part of australia you're from I'm from a very small beach town, about an hour and a half south of Sydney City. Oh, very nice. And yes. uh, so you, you spend a lot of time on the beach? Yes, I grew up my whole life on the beach, every day spending. I remember my weekends were just on the beach from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day. <laughs> and, like, were there alligators there? No, there's no crocodiles. We call them crocodiles. There's oh, no yeah, crocodiles. sorry, crocodiles. <laughs> this is yes, no crocodiles. You got to brush up on your life, <laughs> <Is it> Kevin. <laughs> well, crocodiles are bigger, nastier things than alligators are. Yeah, I think so. I think so. We have them, but just not in Sydney. And, you, of course, I've always wanted to go to Australia until I discovered that uh, you, um, uh, number one, uh, in, in the poisonous snake list, you have 
all of the top ten. You have mm-hmm. crocodiles. You have spiders. Spiders. That eat, mm-hmm. eat cats. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no thanks. No thanks. I mean, nope. It's true. It's nope. true. I can't deny it. <laughs> I, I've even heard that there are there are some spiders that love to be in your uh, uh, visor of your the you know the the the, the uh, visor of your car. And then, mm-hmm. when you, and then when you pull the visor down, the mm-hmm. spider drops into your exactly. lap. Exactly, exactly. It's like that. It's like the outdoor umbrellas. You pull them up, and then you see a spider ready to jump down. Why are you talking about this right now? Why? <laughs> I I hate spiders. Just why? Why are you torturing me so? <laughs> these aren't spiders. These these should take a twelve gauge shotgun to kill. Oh these my are god. <laughs> <laughs> so and and of course you've got the brown snake and you've got the all mm-hmm. the other kinds and all that. Mm-hmm. So so have you? Had, but but now being a um, born and raised there, did you see a lot of snakes? Did you or is it just yes. a vivid imagination? No, you do see you see a lot of um, of scary things. It's funny. I remember one day after the rain, we were walking up our stairs to get into our house, and right next to my sister's foot was a huge funnel web spider. And my mom catches it with a Tupperware and keeps it in the kitchen all weekend. And then on the Monday morning, when she drives us to school, it's sitting on my lap. And she's taking it to the hospital to drop off for the anti-venom. I really cannot so. listen to this right now. This is just, <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like, I'm scared of these little ones. And I'm like, nope, nope, that's on you. Nope, you get it. Nope, not going to touch it. Nope, 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 nope. I'm out. And you're like, no yeah. big deal. It's the size of a... Yeah, don't forget it. I don't want to think about it. Now, you, you, can't, see, you, you can't see Benny, but I'm telling you, he's he's having wild gyrations in the mm. studio. Because I'm going to turn off my camera here in a minute. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. So, so because, now this was a poisonous spider that your mother uh, contained yes. and then took to the vet to have the venom removed so that they could use yes. it for an antidote. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Yes. Your mother deserves some sort of a medal. I know. Well, the funny thing is that my mother is Dutch, and uh, even all the Australian neighbors, they were all like, we wouldn't do that. <laughs> my, mom. <laughs> my mom. Yeah, she loves them. Oh, good. <laughs> well, she's yeah. in the right place then, so that's yes. that's really good. Yes. So so you, you've lived in Australia your whole life, but there was a point in time mm-hmm. when you were um, – you just turned of age. You were just eighteen, and uh, you were discovered. How did that story mm-hmm. evolve? How did you get discovered? So I was um, up a little bit further north from Sydney. It's um, it's eight hour drive from Sydney, but it's still considered pretty close to Sydney on the scale of Australia. <laughs> um, and it's named Byron Bay. So I was visiting Byron Bay for a holiday just after New Year's Eve, just after I turned eighteen and finished high school all happened very quickly um and then this guy comes up to me on the beach and says you know you should be working overseas you have a face for modeling you know overseas and I kind of was like not really sold on the idea but he mentioned something about going overseas so I let him take some photos of my face with his iPhone on the on the beach and within two days I had a call from um an agent in New York City saying um hi Maddie this is Paul Rowland from New York City. I would love for you to come do Fashion Week with me. And uh, after that, he bought me a ticket. And within, I think, six or seven days after that, I was walking New York Fashion Week. So it happened that fast. Yes. Yes. 
Now, did this person turn into your agent? Yes, they did. But um, it was when I think back to that phone call and how quickly everything happened after that, I sometimes ask my mom, I'm like, well, how did you let me go? <laughs> we had no idea about <laughs> what was after that. I didn't go home for the first 12 months. So it was like I, they told me to pack my bag for two weeks in New York City in the snow, and I didn't go home for a, a full year. It was a whirlwind. So you stayed there for an entire year. Well, I stayed in between Paris, New York, London, all of the the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the circuits. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So hold on, you got to tell me this. You were an 18-year-old kid that had just got graduated from high school, had spent her whole mm-hmm. life in Australia, and suddenly you're flying to New York, and then Paris, and then London, mm-hmm. and then back to mm-hmm. New York. And mm-hmm. uh, How did you handle that? What was that like? Yeah. You were there by yourself. Yeah, I was there by myself. I think it's just adrenaline that keeps you going at that point. But it was a crazy lifestyle. I would be in bed, in, living in a model apartment, you know, sleeping in bunk beds with other girls in the house, other models, and waking up to a message at 7 a.m. saying you have a flight to Paris at 4 p.m. today. Get get ready. <laughs> yeah, that was my life. It's Wow. So so you were – now tell us about that. When you are a model and you are working back and forth from New York and, and, mm-hmm. and Paris and stuff, they have them called, they have what's called a model house. Yeah. A bunch of girls will, will, that you have never met. Yeah. Will, will bunk together and, and then fly <laughs> off to different locations. And stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a pretty wild concept that I think um, a lot of people who don't have children who are models or friends who are models, I think they don't see this part and it's kind of like a fundamental um initiation of modeling you know as I see it in a way because um a lot of girls who are staying in town for a short time they don't know they don't want to stay in a hotel it's expensive well glass of the agencies usually have like apartments where they can fit I've had I've lived in one that could fit up to 16 girls inside one apartment so they just deck these things out with bunk beds. They put bunk beds, as many bunk beds in each room as they can fit. And the girls share. And there's one girl from every time zone in there. So no matter what time of day or time of night, there's someone on FaceTime and Skype, you know, to their family somewhere. So it's, um, it's a very strange environment, but I think it teaches you a lot, not just about modeling, but about people in general and about where you came from, where other people come from. It's a, it's a really um difficult but interesting learning curve that um modeling comes with modeling so let me paint let me ask you a question you it's three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. you've got somebody at the desk on facetime the girl down below you is snoring and <laughs> you're home there and you're there all alone and you don't have your family and friends how yeah. did you that's that must be just like why did i do this yeah of those, a lot of points of why did I do this, especially when I was living in Paris, you know, though I didn't speak your language, that was the first city where I was really not working, but I was spending time more doing castings and photo shoots for my portfolio and, you know, doing kind of like behind the scenes work of modeling, not the um, actual glamorous on set days. And um, I remember sometimes going to sleep and not having had spoken a word the entire day, waking up not speaking a word to anyone because I didn't speak French. I didn't have any friends in the city. 
I just used to spend my day walking around, you know, doing 18 miles a day on my pedometer around the city. And it was, that's, those days were definitely the hardest I can remember. I was um, not feeling my best, but at the same time, I think they're the days that really allowed me to find what I enjoy from life, you know, the things that I like to read, things I'd like to, that I'm interested about, the things that I do to make myself happy. And those days have definitely helped me for the rest of my life and for every hard moment afterwards. So is there a point in time when uh, you become, in, in the beginning, I understand, they don't really know who you are and they don't know mm-hmm. how good you are and how photogenic you'll be and, and mm-hmm. how easy you are to work with and all of that stuff. After you've gotten through those hurdles, is there a different level of modeling where they put you up in your own place and you, yes. and you have an assistant and you have yes. all of that kind of stuff? Yeah, exactly. that happen? Yeah, exactly. Well, I think it's different for every girl and every girl has a different, that's what's also beautiful about modeling is that everybody will have a different experience and a different, it's kind of um, as equally as hard as you have to work. It's also a lot about, you know, fate and destiny and life showing you what you need to to go through. And so every girl is different, which is is the cool part about modeling. Everyone's going to have a different story and have had different experiences, but I think that the model apartment is definitely um, a fundamental initiation, but there's there's girls all over, and especially now with um, people like the Kardashians and you know more celebrity models, I think that everybody's having much different experiences. Well, it's, it yeah. seems it seems like it's a. By the way, who's your friend in the background? My friend? There's no one in the background. I thought you had a dog. Was somebody barking? No. Oh. No, I have a cat somewhere, but I don't know where he is. That's, that's a cat, husky kind of cat there. Cat sounded like a dog, yeah. <laughs> I, oh I heard it too. It's probably the chair I think it was or something. The chair. Yeah, Sorry, it's the chair. It was my chair moving. Oh. <laughs> you have a barking Sorry. chair. That's, yeah, right. that's, that's <laughs> only be in Hawaii that you have a barking chair. <laughs> so, so you, you are, um, you've been doing modeling for eight years now. Um, and, uh, are you, are now, well, let's see, um, you are working with Chanel, uh, mm-hmm. Tom Ford, Calvin Klein, mm-hmm. uh, and your favorite, the row. I, I'm mm-hmm. not familiar with the row. What is the row? So the row is a brand, um, started by Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Do you remember? Oh, the okay, yeah. Twins? Yeah. So they started their new brand and it's very different to their, um, to what they did when they were younger. It's more of a refined and minimalistic and it's beautiful. Their clothes are stunning. You should have a look. I, <laughs> it's I very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, stunning and expensive are, generally speaking, are not in my vocabulary very often. <laughs> but uh, so now have you had a chance to meet the twins? Yes, I did. I have. And and, and so you, it's just us, just you and me. So you can, you can tell us. <laughs> They're lovely. I mean, it's it's very fun to meet. Um, well, they're your employer, of course. You're going to say they're lovely. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they 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 genuinely are. But it's um funny to see a childhood celeb like one of your stars from when you were when you were a child, and um, for them to be half the height of you is quite quite <laughs> funny. So they're little. They're they're little people, they're, aren't they? They're tiny, tiny people. <laughs> well, you know, and it's, it's cool the way the camera can fix that because it's. Yes, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Now, now, because uh, 
Well, first of all, let me ask you, the, the gentleman who who flew you over to New York, is he still involved with you in some manner or form? No, actually, he. it was quite interesting. The story that I had with him is um, that he, he started an agency in New York City uh, about 30 years before I met him, and it was doing super successful. It's still around today. It's, it's named um, Women and Supreme, and so it's a super strong agency still going. Um Right before I had met him, he had been president at another agency for a short time. And But when, at the time when he got my photo sent to him, he had just decided to quit all his agencies and work freelance. And I was the only girl that he was representing. So it was quite funny because I, had, I flew to New York. I had no book, which means no photos, no portfolio, because I literally had had no, zero modeling photos ever taken of me which is quite different compared to all the girls who I was sitting next to at the castings. You know, they've been practicing for fashion week. They've been getting the photos of the right photos in their book. They've been doing all the, the prep and the right things, buying the casting clothes, you know, practicing the walk, everything before that you usually prep, prep for. And so when I got there, I had no book, not really any clothes. First pair of high heels they bought me the day I arrived. You know, hadn't done any practicing at all. No cars, nothing. So I used to just walk in and say, hey, I'm with Paul. And everyone would immediately know who it was. It was, oh, she's with Paul Rowland. And he used to um, manage um, Naomi Campbell. He, he used to manage Kate Moss, you know, Linda. Like he has a whole repertoire of amazing models in the 90s. Like he, he definitely was a, a agent who, who ch- kind of shaped the the world of modeling and um i think if you were to look him up if anybody's interested he's got has an amazing career and he's uh, very talented and um amazing he has a visionary yeah and so how long did you work with him before before so i worked with him probably for the first four years of modeling and then the difference i think was is that when he was an agent there was no online shops there was no online um editorials happening you know everything was print and magazines and there was not no such thing as e-commerce which is i want to buy something from target i'm going to look online and i'm going to see all the models wearing all the clothes that i want to look at there was none of that from when he was an agent so then i think what happened was when i started getting jobs kind of like you know more modern day jobs which is online magazines online shops a lot of that stuff he kind of i think you have to be keeping up with the trends and keeping up with you know the moving parts of fashion and instagram and all the things that come with with that and i think he kind of had an old view of modeling and of fashion which is always amazing and timeless but when my agencies started to get me jobs at zara and you know h&m and mango and stuff he kind of it was just like a different um, area of modeling that he than he knew. Well, and and I was just thinking, you've been modeling eight years during that time yeah. from the early uh, uh, 2013, 2014 yeah. to now. There's been a huge change. Yeah. Brick and mortar stores are going away mm-hmm. more so. Everything's mm-hmm. going online. Yep. And it's all Instagram and TikTok and all that other stuff. Really yeah, exactly. It's remarkable how much it's changed mm-hmm. over the course of time. And 
you've you've been able to to adapt and change with it. But you you were just getting started when you because you had no training. How did you get to yes. New York without any training? He must have seen something remarkable in you. <laughs> yes, I think he did. I think he he definitely saw some sort of classic supermodel. Um, vibes happening in me, which was amazing. I think he, he used to call me Little L, Little L McPherson. Uh. Um, yeah, but we also had a lot of fun because the, his his um, thing, what, the thing that made him so famous and so well known, was he had this talent for taking a girl who was, you know, super beautiful and super feminine, and cutting her hair. And the next minute, Mark Jacobs wanted to use her for the cover of his campaign. He would dye someone's eyebrows and the next minute they're, they're doing Gucci. You know, he had a very quick knack for seeing something and making a change and people loving it. So he, I, I, he moved to Morocco soon after I met him. And I remember being at his house one weekend. I used to visit him at his house every weekend from, if I was in Paris, I just used to fly over and spend time with him and his kids. And one day we were like, let's start it. Let's start our hair. Yeah, let's do it. So I used to have long hair all the way down to my waist and we cut it all off, cut it so short that we couldn't tie it back and dyed it black. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that must have been, uh, yeah. <laughs> that must have been a frightful experience as you were going through yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely an experience. And at that point, you know, I just been away from home for a year. I, my life was, I was saying yes to everything. So it was an experience and I got some really cool jobs from it. I got some amazing um, jobs with travel and experience after that and walking for some amazing brands in, um, in Paris. So it was worth it. I want to fo- go back to your folks for just a moment because I can just mm-hmm. imagine your mom talking to a neighbor over the fence going, yeah, well, you know, she was 18 and she gets a call and next time she, she's in New York and mm-hmm. now she's a fashion. Here's her picture on this on this magazine. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do they think of all this? This must have just been crazy for them. Yeah, I think it was a whirlwind for them. And um, my mom and dad have always been there, always been supporting me no matter what through through it all, which has been amazing. They've had full faith in everything that I wanted to do. They just um, were able to fully be able to support me. But the um, I remember asking her, hey, why did you let me go on a flight when I was 18 to somewhere with people we had no idea about? We had no idea what was going to happen, what was going on. And she said, yeah, you know, I always knew you could do it. She said, your little sister, I would would never let him go. Never let go. I I, I want to uh, um, just for the folks that are listening because they don't have the the opportunity to uh, um, to see you. But you just walked out. You, you took your laptop and you walked outside. And if if you were to turn, you did this for me before. So if you were to turn your your laptop around, you have and Benny, you got to see this. It's, there's no spiders involved, honest. Thank goodness. Okay. And that's where she lives, wow. and that's that's Gorgeous. her front yard. Yeah, right? <laughs> so beautiful. So it's that, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the Pacific Ocean that is right out there, right out right out yeah. front, and it's, it's a beautiful day there in, in Hawaii and stuff like that. So it must, be, it must be really, really hard to be you. Wow. Uh, that's why... I wake up every day and I'm I'm so grateful. It's it's it is hard, but I, it's not as hard as it used to be. I definitely work 
a lot in my life to get to where I am and uh, every little thing, every little moment that I've been through, I can see how um, it's come to pass and I, with the people that I've met throughout my my traveling years and the lessons that I've learned and also just now um, having been spent all this time in huge major cities, my um, body and my soul just craving a little bit of beach time and I'm so grateful that I've found um, the way to make sure that it's part of my life again. That's awesome because right now you you go back and forth from LA to Hawaii, mm-hmm. and yes. you, Hawaii is your preferred location. Yes. LA is where you work, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, very good. So you got to you got to tell us here now. You're you're a kind of a famous model, by the way. We're talking with Maddie Fogg. Google her, and you will mm-hmm. see some incredible pictures of her um, in in the the work that she does. But you've met some um, fairly famous people. Can you can you mm-hmm. drop a few names or so and and give us a yeah. who who have you met in your travels? Well, I've definitely worked with some amazing people. One of my favorites was Carl Lagerfeld. Right before he died, I was doing the Chanel Couture show, and they call you up and they say, "Maddie, you've got a fitting. Quick, get back to the Chanel house." And I think I did two or three castings before that, so it was quite a strenuous um selection that they 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 have so i ran back for the fitting it was probably like 9 10 11 at night i get my hair and makeup done and these ladies in white gloves come over and usher me into the fitting room and as i'm stepping into this dress which four french ladies are helping me put on one of them starts crying she has tears in her eyes and she's getting so emotional and I found out soon after that she was um the seamstress so she had beaded thousands of hours worth of beads onto this dress and as it was coming to life on a, on a model I think she was getting um so emotional and so I'm kind of ushered into the next room and wearing this white beaded huge ball gown and Carl Lagerfeld come, uh, ushers me over calls me over and he's like shaking as he puts on all these huge Swarovski, oh, not even Swarovski, there were diamonds. There was guards, security guards standing around me as I'm trying on all of the jewels. And but that was an amazing experience to, to see an icon like that and see him at work and be part of the Chanel house and part of the Chanel experience was, was amazing. That must be, are you going to write a book about all this? <laughs> I should. I have, I have a lot of stories. Well, yeah, and 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 the the really cool thing is, there are some. Well, you know this because you've been in the industry. There are some moms and dads that have been grooming their children since they were very young mm-hmm. to do this and and how to walk and how to talk and and don't eat this and you know and all of that with the hopes that they eventually will you know do the pageant thing mm-hmm. and then eventually they'll be a model and 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 uh, do do well. Were a lot of the girls that, that you got to know were was that kind of their background or were there a lot of them that were discovered like you? Well, I think it's about 50-50 or maybe maybe a little less, but there's definitely a lot of girls who, and that's what I noticed a, a huge difference between me and, and there was me, who was the type of girl who, you know, um, was a little cool and was like, I never really got upset and I never really got so into modeling. I was always kind of in the attitude of whatever happened is meant to happen and, you know, living just 
interesting where, where things would take me, but there was definitely the other type of model who, um, and you know what, living in model apartments really opened my eyes and I have a lot of respect for the girls who um, go to casting and have like it in their eyes and money, they want the money, they want the job, they are going to strive, they're going to do whatever it takes to get it. And I have a lot of more respect for girls like that after seeing in, um, in a model apartment one day, it was in London. I get home and I'm exhausted. I've been on 20 buses. I've been on three underground. I'm in the rain. It's like I miss my family. I miss my home. I miss my beach. And I'm crying, sitting on my bunk bed. And the girl who I'm sharing the, the room with comes in and she's like, oh, my gosh, this, I'm so happy. I've just been on buses today. And I'm, there's pavements. And I'm, I'm so happy. About it. And I found out that she was working to send her money home to her parents in Lithuania or you know some way in Europe and she sent her little brothers to school and that's when I realized that you know everything that had happened that I was going through I it was and nothing really seemed so bad after you, you get to sleep next to girls who who are using modeling to feed their their brothers and sisters. I am so glad you brought that up because yeah. uh and it's true, isn't it, that, that in your mind, in your place, it was all about your mindset. If you yeah. were saying, this is easy, this is fun, I can do this, and, and, or if it's hard and it's difficult and it's raining yeah. on my hair and all that kind of, it, it, it's all a matter of your perspective, and you have the ability mm-hmm. to change that at the drop of a hat, don't you? A hundred percent, exactly, exactly. And so when you, when you recognize that uh, you didn't have it so bad after all, and, and things were, were going well, um, mm-hmm. and you've got a beautiful smile, obviously, and uh, you're, 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 a great, you're a great person. Um, what's next for you? Well, I, I definitely have a passion for eating healthy, which I've had since before modeling. It was something that when I was 11 years old, I said to my parents, I'm not eating meat anymore. I'm not eating cheese or eggs. And I kind of went through uh, my whole life being vegetarian. Um, and just not even being vegetarian, but just being very focused on um, eating whole, healthy foods. And that was just something that came very naturally to me. So um, throughout my modeling, I always had sat in um, in a routine and I learned a lot. And I learned a lot about foods and exercise and lifestyle and positive sets and positive eating. And um, I think that's something that I'm definitely passionate and knowledgeable, knowledgeable about. So in my future, which is being planned at the moment, um, I have a few things that I'm excited about, like um, just sharing the ability to eat healthy and especially for women and women with children. I would love to be able to share um, ways on how to create simple meals, super healthy, cost-effective, fast, easy to make, and are going to be able to feed them and their families and keep everybody healthiest you can be you know i interviewed a gentleman last wednesday me and uh our maddie and i or no uh, uh holly and i you're maddie and <laughs> and he taught, taught me all about hemp seeds are you familiar yeah. with hemp seeds yes yeah, yeah yeah i like hemp seeds well he, and he was saying it's a great source of protein protein and, and again, the only hemp that I was aware of made me want to go have a burrito at three o'clock in the morning at Seven <laughs> Eleven. Yes, yeah. Well, I mean, both hemp's are great. I'm an advocate for both hemp. <laughs> now, do you have hemp oil as well? 
Do you use hemp oil? I don't use hemp oil, actually. No, I haven't used that one yet. Oh, very well. You know, it's. I guess. I guess there's a whole world. The thing is, there's a whole world of stuff out there that I've never been exposed to, and yeah. I'm glad that you're taking the time to and you've learned that because as a model, you have to watch. How often do you have to weigh yourself? Let me ask you that. Well, to be honest, I again have had quite a good personal experience throughout modeling with um, weight. I've never had any issues with being told. Uh, that I should be a certain weight, but I mean, in, in modeling, I've heard more about measurements. Usually what they do is they will measure you in um, a studio or an agency or a job, because I think that's more scientific way of being able to tell, or not scientific, but that's just how they go, I guess, to fit the clothes. So I've never had any really issues with it, but personally, but uh, I've seen girls next to me who um, have had struggles where they were not given work deliberately, were not given any jobs or any castings or any meetings until they got to a certain size and they had to go into the agency every day and get measured and make sure that they were getting down. And I think that's just such a traumatic experience and seeing girls go through that. And um, I think that this carries over these days to girls all around the world, modeling or not. I think that with Instagram, this kind of vibe has, um, and pressure has been put on body image and the way that they should look. And I think it, that it brings a lot of negative things with it as well, rather than um, just having poor self-confidence and poor self-image. I think that the attitude towards food becomes negative as well and that they either will not eat, like deliberately not eat and starve themselves. And then when they do eat, they're going to eat something like um, a donut or, you know, something that's got high sugar because that's what they're craving. Their body's so, so hungry. Or they will, a lot of girls just never really got taught proper nutrition, I think, and proper exercise, which is so simple, but um, is overlooked. And people are going, girls are going through the wrong ways of trying to get, um, to a certain size, yeah, just the wrong way. Now, would you lack of knowledge? Would you consider yourself more of a vegan or a vegetarian, or what's the difference? I would say I'm a vegetarian, but um, if I'm going to go to someone's house and they're cooking an amazing chicken or an amazing steak, I'm going to try it. I'm not going to say no. Um, but I think that generally day to day, I'm eating a much more vegetarian slash vegan um, diet. Just just because I'm unaware, what's the difference between a vegan and a, and a vegetarian? So vegans don't eat anything animal-based or have, in relation to animals at all. So that means no eggs, no milk, no butter, no cheese, no honey. You know, they're, they're very um, – everything that they eat has to come from the ground. But, but in a roundabout way, honey does come from the ground – because I know. I like, eat honey. I, I don't I don't have anything against honey, but I know that there's some vegan people that would definitely run away from honey. Well to tell you a quick story, my uh son was a bodybuilder. And yeah. uh so he was on a on a um uh like a five thousand calorie a day diet and he okay. was working out two or three times and he was doing he could he could he still can. 
Uh, he's only 30, so he can, like, uh, uh, a bench press, like, 280 pounds wow. like 30 times or some stupid thing like that. And I, I've, I've never never quite understood it, but uh, he's he's really – well, he went to stay at uh, someone who was a vegan, and um, because he had to eat a lot of protein, yeah, he didn't know, so he brought some chicken while this guy wasn't home, brought some chicken and cooked it. And uh, ate it, and then when the guy came home, he threw the the uh, out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's reduced to be a vegan. <laughs> I had had no idea that that it was that big of a deal. Um, yeah. I thought maybe he just you know, and then and then of course I'm a heretic because I used to work for a chicken company that killed two and a half billion million chickens a week. <sighs> Yeah, no, they. Then he's not going to be friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. I'm afraid not. So I got to ask you. So in 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 the in your world, yes. what does it feel like? Do you feel like that it is just that you are a body? Um, do they take into account your your mental faculties and and mm-hmm. your attitudes and stuff, or do you well, feel like it's a cattle call kind of thing? There's definitely a mixture and every job is different. I think that's the thing that comes with modeling, which um, is is also um, maybe not as apparent to um, people who aren't models, but every single day at work is different. There's a lot of times when you'll get, just get the email and it will say, this is the client, this is the location and the time you need to be there. You go, you have no idea what you're shooting. You have no idea like you try to Google the brand to get a little bit of information beforehand, but you, a lot of the time you have no idea what you're walking into when you go to work. And um, it's always a different photographer, a different client, whole team of people around you is different. Often you'll know the makeup artist from another job or you'll know, you, you know, you see the same faces um, around, but a lot of the time it's brand new. And I think that that makes it kind of different because you always have to introduce yourself and get to know people very quick. And it's kind of a bit of a, a shallow um, friendship that you make with everybody around you that day. But I think also what comes with modeling and getting older, and especially um, in my experience, is that you start to, instead of working every day for different clients and shooting, you know, different things all the time, as you get older, I think um, that, brands who have used you in the past who really like you they start to take up more of your time and you become more um, of a regular model for for that brand and that brand identity and I think that's where I'm at now in my career which I am so happy and I'm thinking for this change because I really get to connect with the people around me when I shoot and it's nice to have established relationships and you know, they ask me about my family and my life and what's going on. And it's so much nicer to go to work with people who, who know you and have interest in, in, in your life rather than, you know, continuously meeting pe- new people every day. So I think that um, the cattle call vibes definitely come more with jobs like Fashion Week, where there's a lot of girls in each show and goes with the fashion, the high fashion photo shoots where, you know, they're using all the different models that they can. And, and then to where I'm at now, which is a few years into modeling, and I'm doing more um, working with the same brands and, you know, having more of a regular kind of doing behind the scenes work for them and, you know, doing a lot of different um, types of jobs for, the, for that brand. But it's more of a regular basis, which, which makes you feel more like a member of the, of the brand and of the, of the family. 
now you mentioned that that you'll get a call and they'll say yeah. be here at this time for this shoot and stuff and that's all that's yeah. all the information you get yeah now, in your bio somewhere does it say things like this is what maddie will model and what maddie yes. won't model yes so uh, they definitely have a portfolio of you before as you sign in sign up with an agency so it will say blonde hair, brown eyes, 5'10", your measurements. It will have things like she will not wear fur coats because, you know, for the vegans out there, the vegan models who don't want to wear fur, <laughs> they get that that option. And also they will have things like will not do sexual shoots, will not do smoking or alcohol. You have, there's kind of a few questions that they'll ask you. But if usually there's, if there's questions like that, that um, from the job, description then usually if, if it, things are very unusual they'll ask the model beforehand are you comfortable to do to do things but usually you have no idea you have no idea what, what what's in, in store and on one hand it can i'm grateful and it's, it's shown me especially living in places like germany and in spain you know you, you just get your casting sent to you in the morning you have three appointments all over the city you got to get your way around find a way to get around on the public transport but you will end up in the craziest little corners that you've never seen before. You're going into an apartment of someone that you don't know. You get inside and it's a photographer's apartment. And you, yeah, there's so many things that you just, you never expect and you would never see and never get to experience, but modeling takes you there. So, so I see now, the, just me, I would assume that if somebody was going to, had hired you to do a shoot, that they would like send a car you know, I, you know, to pick you up. Are you telling me that you're getting in a bus to go to a <laughs> to go to a yes, I, yes, yes. I think some of those juxtapositions have been so apparent in my life. Um, like getting on the subway after, you know, after the Chanel show, and you know, things like that. And you have to have the hair and the makeup. That's yeah. There's definitely been uh, um, experiences like that. But then there's also been really nice experiences for. Example, when I did a show for Chanel in Shanghai, I got picked up with a black car and flown first class on Air France. And, you know, so there's definitely some luxurious moments that come with modeling as well. Well, so the kid has this good, like every job, it has its good yeah. parts and it has its bad parts. Yeah. So, yeah. so now um, I know it, uh, at your age, you're starting to be uh, a senior member of mm -hmm. of of the modeling group so but you're you're just so young you've got lots of stuff to do yet um mm -hmm. so the, in the so are you seriously thinking about you know i can see you writing a cookbook i can see you doing mm -hmm. uh talking about uh better eating and, and doing stuff like that have you mm -hmm. has anybody approached you with anything like tv or commercials or anything yes like yeah they have um especially now that i'm living in los angeles i have um, a lot of friends who are in movies and in Hollywood around me, and I and I have the opportunities to um, start like a cooking YouTube channel, which I think would be so fun, and I'm definitely um, down to do that in the future. But um, for acting per se, and having like a kind of um, a behind another behind the cameras job, I think I'm more. I uh, I think I'll with modeling on the side but my next venture is going to be a little bit less cameras and and lights and i think um it's going to be more focused on yeah trying to teach people and families and women in general 
about healthy eating and possibly having some sort of um, cooking classes on YouTube for sure is uh, going to be in the future, but um, more hands-on like cooking classes and maybe even like a, a box that's delivered to your door with some really amazing products that we've made that you can add to your meals and, and yeah, that's kind of the idea. I think that that would be that would be really cool. That'd be really cool yeah. because you know you've you've had to learn a lot about nutrition in your time. Mm-hmm. Even though some would say that you're genetically predisposed to being slender and to being and mm-hmm. with your lifestyle that you eat, you haven't had to starve yourself to to get into a particular size that you can work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, but that's so that's that you are just one lucky kid, I guess, huh? <laughs> Yes, lucky, but I will say I'm also hardworking. Everything well, you, comes yeah. with a price. Well, and uh, you've been through the mill. You know, it, it takes at 18, I don't know that I could have done it. At 18, it takes a lot of intestinal fortitude to be able to uh, leave your country. And mm-hmm. um, by the way, how did you get a passport? Did you get one pretty quick? Yeah, well, I had I had left my country before because my mother's from Holland, so... I have an Australian and I have a Dutch passport and we were traveling back and forth from Europe um, growing when I was growing up. And I think that's what made me so excited to travel as soon as I finished high school, because I knew there was a whole nother world outside of Australia. And that, that's what I was really excited to go and explore. So I had a passport. What's your favorite country? I still love Holland. And I think it's kind of probably a bit biased because that was the country that I was going home to when I wasn't going home to Australia so I could spend time with my mom's sisters and my mom's father and all my cousins over there who I truly love so I think that it has like the home and nostalgic vibe to me but also it's just such a cool place like Holland the way things work there the way that they view life it's it's amazing I think it's a very special country so you've spent a great deal of time in the United States. Do you still, uh, do, the, do the folks down under still consider us a bit of a joke, the way that we operate? No, I think not. I think especially after seeing um, how this pandemic played out for them in Australia, I think people are actually probably a little bit jealous of how we can live life in America and have had the past two years being you know, semi, there has been lockdowns, but nothing compared to what Australia and, and New Zealand have been living through. So I think that my family's just happy that I'm in a place where we can move around and go to work and earn money and start new things, whereas they didn't really have those opportunities this year. By the way, you know, I'm, I would be remiss. We've got about 10 minutes left in the show. If somebody would like to call real quick and ask Maddie a question, mm-hmm. you're certainly welcome to do that at 425 425- Three seven three five five two seven or eight 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 two nine nine two nine eight five five six nine. And uh, Benny, have you any any anything that you'd like to add? I am actually really good. I did have one though question. I know, like you're. I'm just gonna, I guess a follow up with the question on you know maintaining Australia in general, maintaining the the, the structure on the pandemic and all that, and keeping people yeah. and keeping people out. I think that's very admirable. For their country too, to keep you know the levels down and, and to take note. As far as traveling for you and the model situation, mm-hmm. is that are you able to kind of dodge around that, or I guess dodge or you know move or manage around it easier, or is it just kind of like for everybody else? It's kind of just more for everybody else, mm-hmm. I think. 
yeah, I think everybody, I think with acting, I have some friends who are acting. And if you, there was like a certain bracket of of Hollywood and Mm -hmm. movies and actors that they had a different, um, different way than than us. But I think modeling, we're just like everybody else. Because you're still doing more in-person still like uh, visionaries for like model, rather than like me and you right now on Zoom Mm -hmm. with the online stuff. So you don't really do that as much. You're still going to those photo shoots and so forth, right? Okay. Yeah, exactly. In, In Los Angeles, everybody kind of, I think it was about about a year ago that things started picking back up Got again. It. Well, yeah. and, and there there are people that are really, really, really in your space. Yes. Um, yeah. when, when you're a model, because they're doing your makeup, they're doing your hair, yes. they're doing all that stuff. So they are they're they're well within five feet of you. Uh huh. Exactly. And now with every job that I go to, I have to get COVID tested. Either the clients will have COVID testing on site. Um, before you walk onto the set or it will be the day before um, 24 hours before that you have to go get tested because yeah at the end of the day you're standing in the studio there's a makeup artist continuously in your face all day long touching you up and a hairstylist who's touching you up and someone who's helping you get dressed so there's it's it's um, a lot of people very close to you all day long so they need to make sure that everybody's safe have you ever had a potential of a job or a gig where you flat out knew it was going to be the best shoot, you, you you went in with um, open eyes and you're like, I'm going to nail yeah. this. And then there was one thing that like, let's say I know I heard earlier, like, you know, you cut your hair like way short and dyed it black yeah. or whatever. Like, has that ever stopped you? You're like, this is our idea for today. I've traveled all these miles and then they give you the mm-hmm. idea and you're like, uh, no, I'm not. Doing that. <laughs> you're like, I mean, that's- um, actually, no. no, you know what? I've always said yes to everything oh, and I've always been and but now I look back and I kind of wish I said no to some of the things that I said yes to but it's all I, I think I just always had that mentality from the start of modeling is just try everything like I was always down for everything awesome able to adapt that's good yes exactly exactly and well and also when you're says at say you're a 22 year old kid and and you're in a foreign country and you're t- and they and you go to a shoot and you don't really it's it's hard for a 22 year old to say no i would i would yes. guess when they yes. when there's all this all these people are standing around looking at you going yes. this is what we want you to do and we want you to do it this way you, yes. you it would be hard for you to say nope ain't doing that right yeah that would be that would be tough that would be tough uh, yeah Maddie, it's it's I I have thoroughly enjoyed this hour, and it's it's great to have you, you here. We we can we keep tabs on you to see where you go next and what you're doing. Of course, I would love to, and I would love to when I finally have this idea of the the healthy food boxes and systems and recipes, and hopefully YouTube channel. I would definitely let's talk again. I would I would love to before we before we go. I want to give you the opportunity to uh, tell our audience anything about anything that you would like them to know um, for the next minute or two? I think that what you said earlier really resonated with me about um, having a positive mindset and, you know, for your situation and no matter what situation you're in, there's always silver lining and there's always something to be, to be grateful for. And I think that that's the key to getting through any hard times or any lonely or anything that's, that's hard for you. I think that if you can find something to be grateful for, that's the thing that's going to help you move on to the next happy moment. 
which I am so happy that you're happy because you <laughs> you have been sitting here with a smile on your face the entire time. And uh, yeah, I think I think it's just awesome. You're you're a great person, and you're going to do you. great things in life. Um, Thank you. I think that you, that you will be very well respected and and can help people in regardless of what you decide to do. Just do it mm-hmm. with with positivity and gusto, and and do it with exactly. the, to the best of your ability. Exactly. Thank you, Kevin. You do that, and and you will be a success. And I just I just love the story. Here you are walking on the beach. Now, were you with a friend or two? Uh, they were uh, actually they weren't with me at the time. So yeah, I was I was alone. So a five ten stack I can't even say it. A, a <laughs> stack stack. Go ahead, Benny. Is it a statuette? Yeah, that's it. Okay, there we uh, go. Walking down the beach and uh, in one day in Australia, and the next, and in a week later, you're in New York City. That is a great story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not like you went and uh, applied or stood in line or no. it was like, we think you're going to be good. And you know what? It turns out that he was absolutely right. Yes, he was. He was. And uh, we we appreciate you being here on the show. And uh, by the way, you're listening to this is this is my independence report. And you can go to myindependencereport.com. And I have on that particular channel, Benny. Can you believe I've got 400 episodes? It's amazing for, the, for people to go through 400 episodes of some. If you like this content, it is a great show for you to go and uh, and enjoy. And uh, it's been it's been great having you here maddie if somebody wants to get a hold of you if they have a photo shoot and they're saying i want her how do they get a hold of you they can contact me on instagram at maddie fog m-a-d-i-f-o-g-g and that's maddie as in m-a-d-i-f-o-g-g now is just out of curiosity is that your actual name or is that a hollywood name no, that's my actual name, and my parents didn't give me or my sister any middle name, so that is my full name. And so, do you realize that you have, you were like born to do this? This came all the way from when they named you the right way. I mean, that is a that is a great that is a great uh, uh, model name. It's very it's very well. Um, uh, people will remember it. And, yes. uh, and it's, so your name, your look, your, your, your height and, and everything, mm-hmm. this has been all set up for you to do this. <laughs> I know. Well, it feels right. It is. And, and enjoy, are you going to go surfing later today? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> By the way, ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking with Maddie fog and she is a model out of uh currently she's in hawaii she she commutes her her commute is five hours from from <laughs> hawaii to la and exactly uh, so it's 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 i gotta tell you it's great fun having you here and uh and i'm looking forward to talking with you more in the future because it's going to be yes. it'll, it'll be great fun and yes. uh, and so if anybody it's so go to again Instagram is what again? Maddie Fogg, M-A-D-I-F-O-G-G. Thank you very much. Now, by the way, this show is relatively new here on KKNW. We do a show at 9 to 10 on uh, Mondays, at 4 to 5 on Wednesdays, and then f- uh, noon on 
Friday. So I hope that you'll enjoy all three of those. And uh, if you got a question, give me a call or write me, but I'm not going to give you my phone number. So there. Have a great day. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Remember, be kind to one another because, you know, each other's all we got. We'll see you Wednesday. Thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of KMmedia.pro. Please visit our website, oddly enough, named KMmedia.pro for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to each other because each other's all we've got. We'll see you next time.